Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Episode. Oh, I can't remember. Thirty-five. That feels like a thirty-five. Uh, season seven of the Fighting Cup Podcast. I'm Flav, and today I'm joined by. 442's James Moore. Hello. It's good to be back. It after is a great to have you back. It's been long. When's, when's the last time? Like nearly a year. Actually, I think the last time I was on was the last time we played Everton at home. It's been nearly so, a year. Yeah, like a kind of Lamella-esque. I mean... In, in Lamella-esque in that I also didn't fail a drugs test and all of the kind of right-wing lunatics on Spurs Twitter hate me. Right. Yeah. Um, wh- wh- what was the, the drugs thing? 
Well, no, there is no drugs in us, but you know that's the conspiracy theory, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind yeah. of, whoops, I kind of know, but go on, <clears throat> go on, tell me, what, what, what was well, it, what's it. this conspiracy? The, the idiots on Twitter think that any time uh, a footballer is kind of injured for a prolonged period that they must have failed a drugs mm. test. And Speaking it's of which, been, it's been uh, covered up. Right. Okay. So, um, speaking of uh, of cover ups, drugs tests, and injuries, Jack Wilshere went off. Oh, yeah, I did yes, say so. that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good. Good to see. Um, I, I never want to wish harm on another individual, but um, Jack Fish, Jack, Jack Fish, Jack Wilshere is, um, you know, above and beyond any kind of reasonable action. Uh, yeah, he, got, he, he apparently he hurt his ankle by blocking a shot. Yeah, I know someone who works at. Um, I know someone who knows someone uh, who works at Arsenal, or works as a uh, getting I don't know, rehabilitating injuries, okay. serious injuries for footballers. And he said that Jack Wilshere is like a ticking time bomb. It's only a matter of time before his ankles fail him. Well, he's going to explode and bring down like hundreds of people. Completely with it. bits everywhere. That's and they, yeah, bits of like kind of bone. And crisp, shrapnel, well, crisp. Yeah. It won't be bone. It'd be like crisps. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bits of crisps. Um, how you been, then, James? Yeah, that, not bad. Everything yeah. right? How's yeah, it? Four, four, two. Yeah, not bad. Towers. Good, thank you. Still you, selling. You're about to plug this. Still selling. Oh, I'm about to plug the '90s issue. Of four four two, which um, is brilliant for me because I remember the nineties. You, you do remember the nineties. I 90s? do. I, I'm I, kind of surprised to hear that. I was lucid during the nineties okay, okay. and uh, just the, the ten, the two thousands. Yeah, two thousands. Yeah. I was half of the two thousands. I was lucid. The rest, I was addled with drugs. Uh, and in the nineties, uh, you know, it was just fun times. But Spurs weren't great. Yeah, there's not a lot of Spurs in this issue. I have Weird to confess. That. Yeah. In fact, um, have we even got anyone on the cover? I don't think we do. Well, yeah, Klingsman's on the cover. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. But. Uh, yeah, it would have been 94 when 94 he signed. Yeah, signed. Yeah. Do, you, where, do you remember him signing? No, not really. That How old are you, James? Um, 32. What? So I, so I didn't really get into football until a little bit later. So I'm right. sure, like, I kind of remember like the second half of that season. Mm. So like, you know, my family are kind of Spurs fans. And that was when I kind of got into it around that time. And then through like the next season. You're so you, went, you got into football late. Yeah. And you went to a polytechnic. Yeah. And, and, I love that that's the one thing you remember about me. <laughs> And you, and you end up at four four two magazine. Well, Shows what you can do, kids. If you is. work hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when I remember when when things were signed, and I could not believe it was like it, it's, it's very rare. It, it, what would be equivalent now? In case people don't don't know, it would be like Spurs signing Lewandowski, someone like that. Yeah, kind of one of the elite strikers. I mean, I guess. How old was he when he first signed? He must have been like thirty. I guess. Yeah, he's thirty. So he probably would be about that sort of Lewandowski sort of. Yeah. Yeah, someone like that, which is correct. I mean, it's not really like Spurs signing. It's like, I don't know, like West Ham maybe signing someone like that, I guess. Because Spurs now yes. aren't what Spurs were in 1994. That's a good that's point. That yeah, it's like of... if West Ham sound, signed Lewandowski, that's yeah. that's what, that's how big it was at the time. I remember walking down the street, old, like, I wasn't holding my dad's time, because I, I was 14. But yeah, I was walking down the street with my dad, and uh, just it, I couldn't stop thinking about watching this this player score and obviously he scored in his first two games for Spurs yeah. uh, and, and it was incredible. Uh, so go out, get 442 magazine, the 90s issue. Um, if you're not old enough to remember the 90s and educate yourself. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Um, we thought we'd do a little, there's a lot going on in the news at Spurs at the moment. Um, we thought we'd do a, come together and do a little podcast uh, towards the end of the week and preview the Everton game. Um, I'm going to go through some of the stories now. Uh, Daniel Levy tells Sky Sports that club will not sell key players in the summer, who at Spurs would you consider key players, and um, what can you do from pre- preventing a player from leaving when 
they want to go because I they can say I, I'm not selling key players, but then what if they want to go? Even right. Pochettino this week said he can't prevent Kane from leaving if he wants to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's very few clubs who are ever going to be in that position where they can kind of categorically say that no player is ever going to leave. We aren't one of those clubs yet, and I doubt we ever will be. Um, I think the key thing probably is that Levy is presumably quite confident with the contracts that these players are under. I think Ali and Kane are both under contract until 2022, mm-hmm. which is obviously another four years after the end of this season. Uh, just off the top of my head, and not off this piece of paper that I printed out, uh, <laughs> you know, the players that are kind of seem most likely to potentially angle for a move at some stage based on things that have been said over the summer and in certain books, yep. uh, Rose and Dyer, and they're, they're both under contract until 2021 anyway. So... You're still talking another three years after this summer. Yeah. It, it kind of seems unlikely to me that Spurs would be kind of arm, lose an arm wrestle with a club like Manchester United. I mean, I know people will talk about players agitating for moves, but even even Rose, after what happened last summer, I, I, you know, I think if it came down to it and he played regularly in the second half of the season and we did okay and he kind of kind of salvaged his reputation, his uh, relationship with Pochettino... I don't see that he'd kind of kick off a massive stink if I told him he had to stay. No, I don't think so either. Uh, especially if they... I mean, it would, uh, yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, how much can he be on? I, I, how would Hazard a guess at between 60... Yeah. 60, 60 70,000. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, compared to, like, the left-backs of the other uh, top six clubs will be, like, probably half, maybe. Yeah, and especially when, and he's and he's obviously good friends with Walker. Yeah, he's probably on, he's probably on three times that probably. Nah, he's really. Yeah, he's on like two hundred grand, right? He probably surely. Wow, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. As much as I love Carl Walker, he's not a two hundred thousand pound. Well, he is for Man City. I suppose everyone is at Man City. It doesn't touch the size element, does it? it what, what, do, what do you think about Rose's uh, injury? He, he obviously, he's got a re- I don't know if it's a reoccurrence, but it's another knee injury. He's got he he tends to, when he gets injured, he tends to be out for a long time. Um, That's based on one injury, though, isn't it? No, and he also had the toe injury. Do you remember when he dragged his, he caught his toe in the turf, and he was out for ages for that as well. I don't remember. But Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, so he, he kind of crossed it, but he caught his toe in the turf. He was out, he's out for a while. This is before he he was Danny Rose oh, okay. as we know him today. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with this scupper, what is your is your understanding is that or your feeling is that Rose isn't sort of hankering after a move. I'd, I'd, I'd be amazed if it was quite as bad as was being made out. Mm. I mean, I, I can... I'm sure it was a problem, but I, I don't think it was kind of... I don't think it was probably as big a drama among the other players as was being made out in the media at the time. I mean, apart from anything else, they all they all know the situation with the money at the club. They all know they're getting paid mm. less than the equivalent players at teams who didn't perform as well as we did last season. That's not going to have been a surprise to them to have found that out. They would have known that for ages. It's not, yeah. it's not new information. Um, it, the fact that he's come back into the team, the fact that he's played in some big games, obviously he came on in the Bernabeu and he's was kind of playing a bit more regularly until this more recent injury. It's quite a shame, isn't it? It's a shame that he's got injured again. Because he is a very, very good footballer. If you were cynical, and you and I are not cynical men as we know, if you were cynical, you would say it is a bit funny that he's injured in the in the transfer window. Oh, if you were cynical, yeah, I, that, it hadn't even crossed my mind. I'm not saying it crossed my mind either, but I'm just saying if you were cynical, yeah, right, you know, yeah, yeah. What you mean, like kind of the the right wing Twitterites? 
Yeah, like those. No, no, no. Sorry, no, not like that. No, not like that. But, no, right. So yeah. he's, oh, it's not. He hasn't tried to some kind He of, doesn't want to move. Just. All right. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Deli Ali says, "I'll start to worry when rival fans start to like me." So, what? We've, we've, we've he's the type of player that you would absolutely loathe if he didn't play for Spurs. That's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah. Because of he, he gets under. He's the a pantomime villain, isn't he? Yeah, and and he's kind of embracing that as a as a young kind of twenty one year old who has armor, thick, you know, resilience to any kind of criticism he gets at that age. Um, does it bother you at all, though? Because he, he, he's the kind of player that I would have loathed. Growing up and seeing these players play for uh, you know, Chelsea, Arsenal, all their players I absolutely loathed, and now Spurs are one of those clubs. Does it just come with success? And, and is Deli Ali right to play in a way that upsets other fans, do you think? There's definitely, there's definitely a part of it is that you know, when, <clears throat> in the 90s, for example, our best players were good players in a shit team. So they weren't as terrifying to fans of other clubs. And we all know from having been to games or watched games on TV that when you're playing against a much better team, their best players, every time you're on the ball, you're absolutely terrified. Yeah. And you're going to do whatever it takes to try and, you know, try and get in their head or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, so your Cantonars and your Beckhams or whatever in the 90s, you would have been giving dogs abuse because more than anything else, because you're terrified of what they might do to your yeah. team. And it would have been the same with, you know, the best players at Arsenal and Chelsea later on. Maybe there are other reasons for those as well. Uh, but with with Deli Ali, I, I, the, the funny thing is that in, there's these two kind of conflicting images being portrayed: one of the kind of diver and one of the thug. Now that you know, supposedly making all these terrible challenges. Yeah. Most of which actually, I don't think have been quite as bad. The, the recent, the one against um, Ghent in the Europa League last season was obviously terrible. Yeah. Like a, a genuine like horrendous. No sense. idea how that guy didn't get really badly injured, and he was banned for what was it four games? Yeah. Which is fair enough. Is that how long it was? I think four game man. It was the it was the next. No, it must be three. Yeah, it was three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you know, the one against City was bad. The one against De Bruyne was bad. But I don't think it was quite as bad as we've been made out. It was you know poorly timed, kind of over enthusiastic. And I think actually De Bruyne came out afterwards and said, "This kind of thing happens." Yeah, it does. Those things do happen, especially in midfield and with players as good and skillful as they are now. Then you're going to end up. Yeah, you're make and he's it. been on the other side of loads of those as well, which is going to be my other point, is that particularly in the first like year he was in the team, and we all remember that uh, the West Brom game towards the end of that season where he thumped um, Jakob in That's the right. kind of stomach, when he thumped him, he kind of slapped him on the stomach really. Mm. Now, he had been kicked you know, from pillar to post by Jakob for the rest of that, for the first kind of hour of that game before that happened. Yeah. But that kind of stuff happens in football, doesn't it? Like uh, There was... Um... I think it's Ian Wright, actually. Weird. I did a podcast where I interviewed Ian Wright. Uh, and he was talking about what would happen in, in, in the penalty box when corners would come over. And there'd be defenders grabbing skin and twisting them, yeah. twisting the skin, so that you get that kind of yeah. that, that pain to, to throw you off so you can't react. And if that sort of stuff... I'm not saying that happened to... to I, I, bet, I bet that has happened to him, and I bet that does still happen all the time. Yeah. But amazed if it didn't. Yeah, why, of course. Why wouldn't it? Well, Referees yeah, will never see that. No. No, exactly. And it just it throws them off and... and, and and whatnot, but does it bother you that Deli Ali is that kind of player? Do you have any issue of it at all, or is it a kind of one thing which shouldn't be happening at my club? He should be respectful and and, and um, graceful when playing for Spurs. I don't really believe in kind of holding our club up up above kind of others because yeah. you know you kind of it kind of seems unnecessary, really. Uh, but 
Does it bother me with that fans of other teams no. dislike him? Or? Does it bother you that Dele Alli behaves in a way that means that other people think he's a scumbag? At all, or anything? I'm not really worried about the, the, other people's perception at all. Whether or not it's going to be a problem if he gets a reputation with referees as being a die and or mm-hmm. someone who flies into charitable challenges all the time. But alright, does it bother you that he's bringing the club perhaps into disrepute uh, at the time? Uh... I don't, I don't think he has done it yet. If he did, then maybe, but I don't think he really has well, done well, it yet. Well, surely punching another opponent. It wasn't that bad, though, was it, really? He only kind of slapped him a little bit. It wasn't like he actually thumped him in the <laughs> I'm face. I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't care. I don't care. I but know you don't care. I, I, you know, I, I, and he could have punched him in the face and you wouldn't care. No, yeah. Like, like you see, like the, the, the Chelsea game, innit? And uh, when when we lost our heads and we were flying into travel, I mean, we should have gone down to eight. Yeah. It was a horrendous lack of... Um, just an ability to keep calm and you know it was almost like children at times yeah and the irony but, obviously was that he was suspended from that Jakob right. thing and didn't play in that game but I loved it I loved every minute of it and, 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 but if it was on the other foot I would, I would hate that Spurs team for, for doing that to my club if I supported Chelsea at that time so it's just one of those things I guess but um, do, what, what, are you concerned at all about Deli Ali's form this season have you been pressing him what are your feelings about I mean I don't think his form has been anywhere near as good as the last season or the season before um, but I think actually if we look at the numbers of goals and assists they kind of more or less yeah. up to this point in the season kind of tallied those other two seasons maybe even been slightly better it was around this time last year that he started scoring he scored, what, was he it scored like Southampton and Boxing Day and three then, braces in a row yeah what was it like Watford and Southampton Chelsea. and another one uh, Watford and Chelsea and another one yeah mm. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. I, I, I worry sometimes that he, he slows up play somewhat. But it, there seems seems times where, and, and the same way that Dembele doesn't, and I love Dembele, but he gets the ball and it, it, his game isn't pace, is it? It's, yeah. it's, it's sort of dexterity and trickery and and uh, kind of in, uh, vision, I yeah. guess. That's kind of been the thing that has stood out in some of those games this season, including West Ham last week, where we've had a load of the ball playing against uh, like a packed defence not move the ball around as quickly as maybe we did last season I'm, I'm not really sure why that is I, I guess you could say the difference was we don't quite have the same width or pace at full back so out wide right yeah uh, so I think it's just become that little bit more congested in the middle and we come that little bit easier to defend against mm. and then you know the ball kind of goes between Ericsson and Ali and like say Dembele it seems to take touches yeah, doesn't it yeah a lot of touches and it kind of feels like it's all kind of quite it's all kind of quite purposeful and deliberate whereas you know Maybe last season they would have kind of just knocked it out wide, and Walker would have just hit a crap cross into the box, and then would have like hit a defender and fallen to someone on near to the yeah. box, and they would have smashed it in the bottom corner or whatever. Uh, a lot of contract talk. Kane, uh, Alderweireld, and Deli Ali have been apparently about to be offered new contracts. Yeah. Um, the contracts that we were offering would put them among the the top owners in the Premier League, which would kind of smash the idea that Spurs don't pay properly which might encourage people like Danny, Danny Rose to stick around and wait for a new contract rather than seeking football elsewhere and more money elsewhere. Um, I, I kind of feel this is, this is, so the last two or three seasons we've done this thing where, and it's kind of become a meme on Twitter and whatever, that we've like given six or seven players new contracts within a very short period of time. Yeah. And it kind of sounds at the moment like that might be what's about to happen again. I don't really understand why they didn't do that at the start of the season when... There had been all the stuff with Rose, and there was obviously a little bit of kind of unrest about that. But and, and then you kind of, I, I don't know, maybe you feel like you're sending the wrong message if you do that at that moment, but you've moved into a 90,000-seater stadium, albeit temporarily. You know, These players know now they're playing in front of 
60, 70,000 people every week, most weeks. Mm. They're playing, you know, the point of moving into this new stadium next season is to allow us to compete financially with these other clubs Yeah, to a point. So, you know, these players know that they're at the same level in terms of ability or better than those equivalent players. They know they're now playing for a club who are playing, a ground, or you're playing in front of crowds the same size. Yeah. It kind of seems to me like they might not have, you know, I'm not suggesting they should have put everyone on 200 grand a week, like players that Man City will be on, but it felt like they could have kind of had another... Yeah, kind of slight. Yeah, no, up. I think Spurs are in a difficult position at the moment because they they're, they're paying rent to the FA, yeah, which is yeah. significant. I don't think we're making any money from gate receipts uh, at all. Yeah, if the yeah. rent is true, it's just like uh, was it two million a gate? I oh, know two million. I can't remember. I don't know what the figures are, but it would be expensive. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you've got a team that's is you know performing well above what they're being paid. To do, you know, look, our, our wage bill is comparable to Everton's. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the teams are earning shitloads of money. Um, and our players can look at that, and they're not going to really be concerned. They're, they're, you know, Harry Kane's prerogative isn't to worry about how much money Spurs spend. You know, we're building a massive stadium; it's costing a fortune. Harry Kane's thinking, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm just projecting it. I don't know what he's thinking, but or Deli Ali or, or Rose is thinking, I, I deserve as much money as. Kane deserves yeah. the money that Aguero, uh, Lacazette and, and all these other players are on because he's the best striker in the league, if not Europe at the moment. So you can understand where it, where it comes from. I just think um, Spurs are in a difficult time and Daniel Levy's in a difficult time because he has to placate these players but realise that the revenue isn't really yeah. going up at, at Spurs until we get the new stadium, which is going to, if we continue to progress, will essentially subsidise the increased you know wages but it won't be a matter of time where we have to pay what Arsenal are paying their players in order to to, to to coexist in that top four yeah well I mean it'll be within the time period that we were talking about earlier on when all these players contracts runs out run out which are well it's still four or five years down the line in some cases but yeah that will be at the point where they kind of have to what is this you got here this is my this is my crib sheet. This is my research that I did. Go on. Is, is this the right time to, to talk about it? What the con- when all the contracts expire? Yeah, I think it feels like the right do, okay, time. Okay, well, do you want me to go for all of them? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll be curious about what. what, what okay, who's... so this season is just Michel Vorm, who I suspect may go. Oh, really? Well, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really seem much incentive well, for him to stay, really, does it? Or, or he's been pretty much pony since uh, he, he came to him. Although the nice one of the nicest footballers I've ever met. I met a few. Michel Vorm was. Among the nicest people I've ever met. Who's the worst? This is the question you always ask me. Who's the worst you've met? Um, the Vatongan. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he was in a bad mood or whatever, but I didn't in- really enjoy spending time with him. <laughs> what did I've, he do? I've met him twice. One, I was I was peeled off my nut in a club. Uh, so that probably, he might have remembered that. Uh, the other time, he just, he, it might not be him. He just, I, he, I can know what it's like. It was at an event. It was like a Call of Duty or something. And we uh, sat- okay, so this you were like the 10th, Person who had spoken to him. Uh, yeah, okay. so it's probably it probably wasn't his fault. Um, but um, actually, no, no, no. I want to raise that. It wasn't Yann Vertonghen. It was Ray Clements. Really, Ray Clements was not just the worst, but one of the worst human beings I've ever met. <laughs> 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 he was horrible. But you know, again, it was just very dismissive, very like. And I don't expect anything from these people. It's just well, who's the worst person you've ever met? Uh, I've, I've told you before it's Harry Venables and I've had dealt with him three times and every time it's been it's been something that's been really bad yeah I, I, I met him as well at the same time as meeting Ray, Ray Clements Terry Venables uh, Nivea yeah. England versus some sort of Sunday league it was horrendous 
Better times in my life. Um, what, what's, do, you remember, do you remember in the in the night? No, sorry, in the two thousands, there was ITK. It yeah. was prevalent on message boards, and there was still some on Twitter and now, but it seems to have died died a death somewhat. There's still, you know, ITK lived on message boards, didn't it? Yeah, it was kind of a thing you had to go and find, and now if it exists, it kind of. And the Spurs community, which is, do you remember that uh, the forum Spurs community yeah. still there? I think that might be one of the. the Forums I got banned from in my I got youth. banned. Do you, know what, do you know what I got banned from? I might have talked about this on a podcast before. I, can't, I probably said something very horrible because I, I, was, I was a part of THFC Latest 2, which was like the wild west of football. Internet firm. Exactly, yeah. And it was just, you know, it was funny and uh, we thought we were very clever. And, you know, we were, a lot of us. But um, it was very, it was, it towed the line of decency at times. Um and yeah, I said, I'm not sure I should say this. I bet, uh, no, actually, no, I'm going to leave it. I just had an altercation with people, on, uh, someone who ran the Spurs community. <clears throat> I'm sure they won't even remember it, but uh, yeah, oh, no, I'll leave it there just in case <laughs> they listen to the pod and it's just silly and I'm much more grown up now. I'm at least 12 years old, older. Uh, um, I forgot what I was fucking talking ITK. About. Yeah, about. yeah, but the, they had a great ITK section where you'd, you'd look at and there'd be a guy who would post things in yeah, code. Yeah, was that goat? And he'd post like... In code, like yeah. Colours and stuff. Yeah. Kind of I, be I, I never quite understood why... No, no, me neither. What, but what I always was. used to look at that for like one month for people like in January and then... Yeah, yeah, for people that don't remember it or don't know, there was a guy who uh, claimed, and he never really knew whether he knew anything, claimed to have inside knowledge at, uh, at Spurs and but would would have... would, would post clues about... or. or about a player signing, but do it in a way that was you didn't have a fucking clue what he was saying. Essentially, so he so, so kind of list like because there was some like Canary was supposed to be like a Brazilian player, right? I think because it was like yellow in the yellow kit. Yeah, but it could and mean anything. That, yeah, exactly. But that was when we were always linked with um, mm. <clears throat> what was his name? Uh, Damiao, the striker that we were linked with for about four That's years. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That was the kind of clue that it was supposed to be him. Is ITK still a part of your life? <clears throat> not, no, it's not. It's not a big part of my life. I'm a recovering this? ITK addict. Yeah. There was a guy as well who, his thing was that he was supposedly like up a tree outside, outside Spurs lodges. It would have been at the time, I think. Right. He was like he like be sat there for the whole summer like up a tree waiting. For, well, that was kind of online joke, persona like, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I doubt he was actually. Uh, who, do you remember the names of any of them? I don't there was the, definitely one of them called Goat. I the think Goat. Goat was yeah. one. Goat was one of them. Oh, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember like when, in the same way that, cl- it was the same method of, you know, club call on, on Teletext. Yeah. Where, you know, they say star striker. Because he went with something really vague. Yeah, very vague. It's, it was clickbait, but for the 2000, oh, the 1990s, where you'd uh, you'd ring up club call to find out who your club had been linked with and realise that for, for pound ninety five a minute, that you're linked with no one. It's exactly, you know, the same feeling when you click through on a link yeah. and you see... At Spurs, what was it? Spurs. I saw one on news now today. Spurs, uh, hundred. No, no. Spurs uh, transfer move makes complete sense. Be excited, something like that. And I clicked on it, and it was about Enkidu's move to Burnley. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is ridiculous. The thing that got me hooked to ITK was that in August 2006, on the last day of a transfer window, someone posted on the 606 message board. Yep that we were going to sign Raziak. And that hadn't been like reported anywhere else. That had come completely out of nowhere on the last day. No one had mm. mentioned that at all. And then he did sign like later that day. Probably, yeah. So like 
someone actually knew something, mm. but clearly the kind of decade that followed proved that that was about it. Yeah, I, I, I knew that uh, Wiltshire was going to sign for Bournemouth because where I work at Ball Street, he's someone who managed, it, was his, uh, it wasn't his football manager, it was like a talent manager, so he'd okay. give opportunities outside of, yeah. out of football. And he said that he'd, he was just, he just dropped him off at a hotel in London so that Eddie Howe could meet him. And you, that, so that's so how I could have then set up an account and said, I'm a football knowledge because I can prove it with this Wiltshire news. Um, and then just live off that for the rest of my life, essentially. And I'm not sure off, it's like financially sustainable. That. Well, when I say live off it, it might yeah. mean by goodwill from the internet uh, yeah, or yeah. badwill, whatever that might be. Um, uh, does does Enkadu transfer to, or loan transfer to Burnley, expose some sort of flaw in, in the Tottenham model, do you think? Um, of signing players, you know, you, we, we've spent sixty million pounds on Lorente and G Janssen uh, and Kadu, and uh, that's not even adding Sissoko in that situation. We got a problem with our scouting, do you think? I mean, it, clearly we haven't been picking up. You know, we had Dyer for five million, Ali for five million, Alderweireld for what was that twelve, mm. Wanyama for twelve as well last summer. So you know, they, we are still kind of occasionally picking up the odds. It seems like fifty percent, but I don't think that's necessarily bad, is it? If you if you're picking up about that rate, that's probably about right. I don't For most that's... clubs, yeah, yeah, you I think so. That, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're without one to compare to Manchester City again, they can they know they're going to be able to sign whoever they want within re- you know other than maybe Messi, yeah, because they can just they can pay whatever they want and. Anyone's going to want to play for them because they know they're going to get ridiculous money. They know they're going to be competing for all the major honours. And spending the money they spending the money that they do, they have to get it right, more or less. And and and, and the fact that they can spend fifty three million on Carl Walker, but it's much less of a risk though when you're spending that much money on a player. You know, it's one of the best players in the world in that in a position definitively. They probably wouldn't have signed someone like Sanchez, Davinson Sanchez, sorry, who we signed for four was it forty five million? Yeah. Or forty million, yeah, because they know they could if they want to sign a new centre back, they can spend sixty million and get you know Ramos or whoever they want. Yeah, they don't have to take a risk on a young player. They, if, they're buying quality. If he does well with us, then they can come to us in three years' time and offer us whatever it'll be, either like, a hundred million or whatever, and say we'll take him. So more or less, you trust Tottenham when they're buying players. Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't think it's quite as bad as probably as being made in that, being made out in that. I mean, for, what was that sixty million pounds for? How many players was that? Uh, four players. But then you could say what? So well, then, well right, if you had uh, Sissoko, it's ninety million for five. Okay, well then if you had so you had Sanchez at forty. Yep. Wanyama twelve. Twelve. Am I allowed to go back as far as Alderweireld for twelve? Yeah, and Ericsson. Ericsson, that was about twelve, wasn't it? Yeah. See, so, I mean, you know, I going back to Ericsson, yeah. Then. But well, so when did? Um, What's his name? Mitchell Lee. Was it after the, it was like it's been September started. 2016, wasn't it? It was after the summer yeah. after Sissoko signed. Yeah, that did not work out at all, did it, Mitchell? No. Well, um, presumably on, on some level it didn't. I mean, uh, he's not gone anywhere. He's not gone to another club. I don't think it. No. Was no. he on gardening leave maybe for a while? Uh, maybe he still is. Maybe his contract runs out. I don't know when. I don't know when it's is. I, I haven't thought about him since that that sort of happened. Oh, why would you? Well, but not uh, the kind of people you think about, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if I spent my nights thinking about what was he then? Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell. But I bet like 10 years ago you would have done because that would have been the kind of thing that gets mentioned on ITK message boards and stuff that these scouts and stuff. Paul Mitchell and, and his black box. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everton. Yes. On the weekend. Everton. Um, 
they do, do you believe in the Allardyce revolution? He's turned them from being what I certainty for relegation. They were a shambles under um, fuck was Cooman, uh, but also uh, Unsworth. He didn't he didn't turn it around at all. But Allardyce has come in and, and stayed at his ship in mid table now comfortably. Doesn't look like they're going down. I don't think Allardyce would ever take him out no. of the team down in, no. in any case. Um, how, how, are you, how are you feeling about them? Uh, well, they have lost their last three games. One of them was uh, home to Manchester United and another was uh, away to Liverpool last week in the Cup. Yeah. But clearly their kind of honeymoon period, for want of a better phrase, has ended. Mm. Uh, I'd be amazed, we know it was Sam Allardyce's team, I'd be amazed if they didn't come and having seen what West Ham did the other week and what Swansea and to an extent Burnley did earlier in the season, you know, sit as many players as they can behind do the ball. They'll do that. It's quite all the quality in their squad. They do have quality. <clears throat> they do have some quality, but if you watched the Liverpool game last week, they basically played. I'm not digging you up for having not watched it because I know you didn't. No, I didn't watch it. I literally could not think of but anything I was, worse I was than pretending watching. Pretending you had watched it and we were. No, but let me can I make this point. Okay. I can't think of anything worse than watching two Scouse teams. Play football in f- surrounded by forty thousand. That was on a Friday night as well. Was there not yeah. better things to do on a Friday night? Yeah, than that? yeah, and anything really. I'd, I'd rather pull pull razor blades out of my cock than watch Everton versus. Having Liverpool. inserted them in first and then pulled. at the beginning of the game to yeah. distract me the fact that it's on. Leave I'm, them in there. Leave them in for the duration. Of yeah, the game. when Van Dyke scored, I just pulled them both out really quickly. Okay. Right. So go on, sorry, carry on. <laughs> uh, they basically, they played relatively defensively and on the counter-attack in that game. And in, actually, more so in the game where they went to Anfield in the league in December, where they drew 1-1. Um, so you expect... Barely any... got out of their own half. They were ridiculously defensive. It was almost, As defensive it was almost, as West Ham? Probably, against Liverpool in the league, probably more defensive than that. It was mental how they played. Wow. For the whole first half, they were just like lumping the ball up to the halfway line. They barely had... They must have had like... Probably similar to West Ham, like 25-30% possession. Wow. They, they could have completed so few passes, they just kept like hacking it up to the halfway line. It was terrible. Can you see Alli- Allardyce making a cheeky bid for Andy Carroll? Uh, no, but they've signed this uh, Turkish striker, and this pronunciation could be completely wrong, Senk Tosun. Senk Tosun. 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 Do you know I, is that? I've never heard of him. Is he a big I know, is he a lump? He's six foot. I've... That is a key six. thing that I've looked up because it's an analyzed striker. Six yeah. foot, which isn't no. it's big, but it's not massive. They were, they were quite, Everton fans are quite unhappy at the fact that Sandro isn't getting a proper uh, chance. But apparently, yeah, he, he, was, he was really highly rated. In highly Spain. rated. Yeah, he's, he's kind of played a little bit at the start of the season and hardly since. Is there an issue with And there's Davy Klaassen, the guy, like, the Dutch kind of playmaker they signed from Ajax as well, who is about £25 million. Pounds. Has, he, has he not played He much? played quite a bit at the start of the season, wasn't playing so well and has lost his place and has you know, barely played in the league, I don't think, in the last two months. Wow. I, I don't it, think he's been injured. I'm pretty sure he's been fit. It's not all this smack of what happened to Spurs after Yeah, it's not. It's really stupidly similar. And it's kind of the way this has kind of gone as well. It, we had a kind of up when Shelwood took over. Yeah. We had like a kind of resurgence. Yeah. And then it all, And then it kind of petered out a little bit and we picked up a little bit more. It's weird right though, how, how similar Sandro and, and Soldado are. Ericsson yeah. at the time. Probably comparable to class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know the Sigurdsson and Sigurdsson. Yeah, that's not, yeah. right because right, it was a different time. But you know, yeah, more or less. You get it. This guy was nice. Um, so, I mean, we have struggled somewhat. There's been four or five games this season where people, play, the teams have set up ultra defensive um, and, and broke away and managed to nick a goal here and there. West Ham, for example, first yeah. shot on target. Uh, Burnley nicks a goal at the end after being quite defensive. Southampton, bizarrely, that game. 
I don't know if it was about Laurie's having an absolute brain fart or the fact that at times we were very open. Um, and teams, that pitch, the size of it, it's almost perfect for teams that want to sit and counter yeah. um, because of the amount of space they got to play in. But um, is, that, is that what you were anticipating for Everton, another I'd, one of these games? I'd be surprised if they played any differently to that. I don't know if this new striker's going to play. Um, but the way they lined up <clears throat> in that cup game was with Schneider and McCarthy in midfield and Rooney as well. Mm. It's pretty defensive. I mean, the back four isn't really amazing. It's not... I mean, I... I'm just going to show off because I have this printed out. Go on. I did the research. Martina, Holgate, Jagielka, John Toy Kenny. I mean... We should be able to... We should be able to unpick that. But you we think that about West Ham, you think that about Burnley, you think that about you know, a number of teams. Yeah, Swansea as well. Swansea, yeah. yeah. It's just very difficult to sometimes... I, I, you know, I, what I would expect to happen is they'll be well organised and it'll be one of those ones where we really have to work for it and if we're going to win the game... We'll either win one nil and score in the last twenty five minutes, or we'll score in the first twenty minutes and we'll win comfortably. Any predictions? I mean, I yeah, I actually reckon we might score early and win. Yeah, three one, four nil, four nil. I think. Okay. <laughs> uh, questions. Um, we can't go for all of these because I'm running pressed for time and I have to catch a train because we'll go to a funeral tomorrow. But uh, what's uh, what's the worst thing you've used as a backup to toilet paper? I thought long and hard about this because I saw this on Twitter. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of quite a boring answer, but it is socks. Socks? You know, socks. I mean, that, it's almost like the perfect material. But when you think about it, you've got different kinds of socks. So if you're talking about like a kind of, I don't know what you call it, like a dress sock, like a kind of quite formal sock. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a probably a little bit too, yeah. That's probably a little bit too what kind you of use a sports glossy. Sock. Sports sock. If, you, if you've got a sports sock, yeah. it's quite coarse yeah. on, you know, too much. your arsehole. Yeah, but also I feel like that might be more There's suitable for kind of collecting, collecting the waste. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So it's an interesting dilemma. I'm I've going to spend the rest of the day thinking about it. The, the in a cardboard hours. roll, I've had that happen. Uh, in a well, cardboard. On the in. Hang on, what? You know, the, the the roll. Oh, the, you saw the, the cardboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, there's no toilet paper. What, I've, what have I got? I'll tear the 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 inner cardboard roll in half. Yeah. And uh, and use You're that. Not it's not kind great. Of using it it's too smooth. Scoop. Yeah, not a scoop. Not a scoop. No, okay. just just against. Doesn't seem like that's going to be particularly absorbent. Uh, I mean, it's all I had. It was either that um, or, yeah, like my clothes, which you know. Someone on Twitter replied to this, and I, I've not saved it, so I, I, I you're gonna look. Basically, someone said his no. mate wiped his ass on his hand. Yeah, and I saw that. Uh, home. Uh, like Ket, as, uh, guys go Ket and Ten, I think, or something like that. Uh, yeah, he said that he's he, he's geezer, geezer on a train, wasn't it? I don't know if it, that, that was on the train or he, wiped, or he then got on a train. He wiped his own arse with his, his bare hand. Uh, everyone knows a wrong one in their life, but that geezer needs to be alone forever. That, I mean, that's, that's not on, is it? It just seems... What's the benefit of doing that? Well, yeah, I don't exactly. really see, like, you're, only, you're kind of creating one problem by... Yeah, no, you're moving poo from your arsehole to where it's supposed to be to your hand where the, it's the last place on earth you want it apart from your, it's not the last place but I mean it's, well, yeah in your mouth would be worse well yeah yeah glad we cleared that up um, okay uh, last question uh, so Matthew Smith he says he, he has a wedding on the cup final day and he can't get out of it and he's dreading the thought of Spurs being there at Wembley has there ever been a time James where you've You've wanted Spurs to lose. No, that is fa- that is criminal. That by the way, that's not that's a rubbish. It's not like his wedding, is it? From what I gather, doesn't seem like it might be that's, a best mate or something. That's so. That's rubbish. 
That's what? a really rubbish reason to want Spurs to lose. To not get to the... I don't, He's not won the FA Cup for f- 27 years. I don't think he wants Spurs to lose. He just doesn't want to miss the occasion. Um, and then he followed it up. He's with selfish. Every, every, he is selfish. Yeah, Ma- Matthew uh, Smith, you're a selfish, selfish. He's a selfish, selfish man. man. Because ultimately, deep down somewhere, you're thinking, hopefully Spurs lose this season and then we'll go again next season and then you can enjoy it. But what you've got to remember is Spurs is more than you, Matthew. Yeah. Spurs is me. Spurs is James. Spurs is all the other thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the world. That's what Spurs is. And just because you've got to go to some shitty wedding, to some bloke that you clearly don't like that much, um, you know, don't take it out on the rest of us. Yeah, hang on, isn't, the ro- isn't the royal wedding on the day of the cup final? Is his mate uh, Prince Harry? You're what? No, I think what's happening here is the family have arranged to watch the royal wedding on the FA Cup on the, or on telly, and he's like. Can't get out of that. Uh, yeah. Can't get out of that. Um, I, I have wanted Spurs to lose once in a game. Go on. Uh, it was Spurs versus Manchester United. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Arsenal were going for the league week. and they needed Tottenham to beat Man United and for them to win. They won and Spurs lost uh, 2-1. Beckham scored a, a screamer, I think. Uh, Les Ferdinand put us 1-0 up. Oh, sorry. Last game of the season. Sorry. It was the yeah. last, very last game of the okay. season. I've never, yeah, I've no, never right. watched it and wanted us to lose. And, and, and it goes back to the argument about whether you loved Tottenham more than Arsenal, but it meant nothing. It was the last game of the season. Yeah. Once okay. again, we'd finished mediocre, you know, top 10, whatever it was. And, um, and didn't George Graham say he was going to have uh, Jose Domingo as a sub-keeper or something, something like that? I don't remember that, but... He, uh, he had he top we had Ian Walker as first choice keeper, so it didn't make a difference. <laughs> I, re- but I remember when Les Ferdinand uh, he scored a very. I think the shot was yeah, against him. Yeah, he kind him. of flicked it over. Yeah, it yeah. looped in, and uh, we went one 0 up. And I think it's the only time in my entire life I've watched the Spurs goal and not reacted, and just thought, yeah. "Fuck Arsenal, going to win the league here." And then obviously normal service resumed, and uh, Man United went on to win. And, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. The would game you I thought you, the game I, I did. Yeah, I did want us to lose that game. Mm. The game I thought you were talking about was in like two thousand and three, maybe at White Hart Lane. Yeah, uh, it was near the end of the season, and it was a similar thing. We were playing United, Arsenal going for the title, uh, and we lost two 0 And loads of people were kind of celebrating the United goals, and I was like seventeen or eighteen at the time. And I remember having this argument with this bloke who basically celebrated when they scored because we could have got into Europe if we'd won our last few games. But we lost Arsenal would have won the league. Yeah, but we would have got, imagine how good it would have been. That would have been like getting into the UEFA Cup when that was that was good. But then we lost to yeah, Arsenal won the league. Like, that would, yeah, but that imagine would be if we'd been in the UEFA Cup. Are you around Arsenal fans? You yeah, spend all time the around. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah then imagine them come in and say, "Cheers, thanks for giving us the league." They wouldn't have won it anyway. They wouldn't have won it. All right. Well, I mean, we we'll never know. Too. It was also fifteen years ago, <laughs> so isn't it? Uh, James, thank you so much for coming thank down. You for uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, and don't make it so long this time. Yeah, because yeah, the okay. offer is always open. It is. That is. That is literally. That is true. true. The problem we've had is that we've got a, a, a number of people um, that, uh, that have come on the podcast have done, uh, you know, fitting, and um, and often we go shit. Spooky's ill or Ricky's ill. Is anyone around? But what we've done this time is tell us the dates when you're available. Yeah, it's it so much better, isn't it? It's less dehumanising. <laughs> it's just like shit. Like, what we can do? I ask them people. Yeah, it's not like that ever. Um, all right, that's it. Hope you enjoyed the, the Fighting Good podcast. Uh, we've got lots of news about live shows, Juve away. Uh, we're going to be doing something for sure in Waterloo. It won't be the vaults. We've found somewhere else. Um, we've got the actual date for Paul Robinson live. Fighting Cock and Paul Robinson. What 
is going to happen there. I can't wait there. He's, uh, he's a lovely, lovely man, Paul Robinson. We're going to do a live show. And uh, lots of other news. Fanzine is coming. And uh, Spurs uh, are going to uh, win the FA Cup. Lovely. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network.